welcome. Today we are talking about where to start with mindful eating and intuitive eating. So this month in my Functional Medicine Facebook community, we're focused on mindful eating as a topic and also a challenge and how that affects our digestive health, our sleep, our hormones, and really our whole health. So the link to join us is in the description here. So make sure to sign up, catch up on our masterclass from last week, all the great info and posts. And if you're not on Facebook or socials, don't worry. When you sign up, you will get the links to the Google Drive, which has all of the classes, all of the workbooks, everything in one place for you. So it's ready to go. You can dive right in. So one of the biggest questions I get about mindfulness in food is where to start. And quite a few of the concerns most people have include, number one, I never know how much to eat, or I don't have an off switch, so I keep eating until either I don't feel good or I'm sick. Other people have said, I don't feel hungry ever, so I don't know how to feel when I do eat or how to use the hunger scale. Or I'm too even, I'm too busy. I'm too busy to even think about food, let alone mindfulness. So let's take these big topics, break them down, find some simple solutions that you can start implementing now and see how you feel. So let's start with first, I don't know how much to eat. Maybe you overeat. Maybe you don't notice when you're full or you might feel guilty if you don't finish all of your food because you don't want to waste any or you're worried about calories. There's lots of reasons why you would be worried about knowing how much to eat whether you're eating too much or too little or just the right amount. So as I go through these options that might help you navigate this part of mindful eating, you can pick and choose what works for you. You don't have to do everything I list, but try one at a time and see how you feel. So first we can start with the amount of food, which can be the easiest to control and focus on. You can start by using smaller plates when you're sitting down to eat. A smaller plate means that you'll add less food and that will give you more time to listen to your body. You might try weighing your food or measuring. So say you start with half a cup of rice instead of however much you can fit on that side of the plate or five ounces of chicken instead of putting the whole piece on your plate. Then when you're finished eating, you can take a five to 10 minute break or even longer to digest, allow your hunger hormones to work with your brain and see if you're still hungry. And of course, if you're still hungry, go back for more. And if you aren't, then great. You chose the right amount of food for you. And then take those leftovers and save them for breakfast or lunch the next day. The whole process of mindfulness, slowing down, even measuring is a learning experiment. You're learning what your body prefers And over time and with practice, this will become intuitive and innate. And it won't be something that you have to focus on or stress about or worry about. You'll be able to look at your food and know how much you can handle, how much you want to eat, and what feels good to you. All right, so problem number two, I don't feel hungry, so I don't know when to eat. This is a very common issue, especially with my female patients who skip breakfast, they're under high amounts of stress, drink lots of coffee, eat mainly carbs like sandwiches, bagels, or the kids' snacks. This directly affects cortisol. It creates insulin resistance, so the high cortisol ends up suppressing your appetite, 
and that might even make you feel nauseous. So when you wake up, you don't feel like eating, but later in the day, you're starving, you overeat junk. And this is where I would have you start with eating small snacks throughout the day. Start with breakfast and eat every two to three hours to help keep your blood sugar stable and keep your cortisol balanced. But I know this is hard because you're already like, but I'm nauseous. I don't feel good when I wake up. I don't want to eat or I don't have time to eat. And eating like this makes it difficult to know what to eat too. So start really small. You don't have to sit down and eat a huge breakfast. You don't have to make yourself sick. And I recommend having small things that you like, fruit, nuts, dairy-free yogurt. Start to experiment with these snacks too. And after a week or a few weeks, you will start to feel hungry again on time, meaning like when you wake up at lunch and at dinner, and you'll know what helps you feel energized and good during the day. You can also start with smaller amounts too. So what I recommend for some people, especially when they don't feel good in the morning, is to wake up, have half a protein shake or half of a bar in the morning, and then put it back in the fridge and then finish it an hour or two later. So that way you're getting small things that are easy to digest that don't take a lot of time to make and don't put a lot of pressure on your system. The other thing that you need to be aware of is you might need to add in digestive enzymes to help with food breakdown if you're having any nausea or you don't feel good when you eat. Any bloating, gas, reflux, nausea, or heartburn are signs that enzymes would be helpful for you and help you feel better when you eat. And again, this is an experiment that takes time and practice. Even I'm still learning about what works and doesn't work for me as far as food goes and energy. So if you don't feel good, if you're not hungry, it's a sign that your cortisol is imbalanced and your blood sugar is imbalanced and you need to start low and slow, but eating more consistently so you gain your appetite back. And it's so funny because all of my patients, not all of them, but a lot of them will be like, oh, Allison, I wake up and I'm starving and I have to eat and it's such a pain because now I have to make breakfast, but I'm actually enjoying food. So it does take time to shift, but it will shift. And then our last topic or question here is, I'm just too busy to focus on food. So, okay, my friend on the go, maybe you're traveling for work or driving long commutes and making breakfast is out of the question, or you're the chauffeur for your whole family and food is the drive-through between practices and games and schools and everything else that's going on, or you're an entrepreneur who works 24-7, you can't take any time away, or you're in construction or a really physical job, or physicians, nurses, everybody, teachers, everybody has a hard time because we don't get breaks or our breaks are built into our work. You can't step away. Our life is so stressful and complicated and messy right now to think about food. So first you get a hug and a huge celebration of how hard you are working and still pushing through the daily grind despite all the crap you're going through, everything that's going on in your life. You're doing amazing. You are a great parent you are taking care of yourself and your kids. You're doing all that you can. So deep breath. <sighs> like, you got this. It's okay. At the same time, you know, I'm going to say that you probably can't keep going at the pace that you are without falling apart if you don't take care of you because no one else will, right? 
And you know that preparation is key for this. Planning out your meals on the day or night that you have time. In our house, we do it on Sundays during our Sunday strategy meeting. We take usually 15, 20 minutes, clean out the fridge, throw away anything that was either old, old leftovers, things that weren't eaten, um, veggies that were meant to cook, but we ordered pizza (laughs) instead, right? So we can clear out the fridge, take inventory really quick of what we need, and then plan out the meals that we want to make and make a grocery list. And when you start, it might be best, honestly, to have the same food every week so you don't have to add in one more decision to your life. So say Monday is salmon night, Tuesday are taco nights, and so on, until you're in a good habit of knowing what works for you and your family and what doesn't. Or make an Excel sheet or a workbook or just a journal of this is our family's favorite meals So that way, instead of going, oh my God, what are we going to eat? I can't even do this. And then we have to step away because it's too overwhelming to pull out that list or that recipe book and go, okay, we love pizza. We love hamburger night. We love chicken and broccoli and rice, or we don't love it, but we know we got to eat it. So we'll keep that on the list. So don't start from scratch every time you have to sit down and make your list. And one of the other things I do is I have that Excel list of different meals. And then on a separate sheet, I have that meal linked with the recipes. So that way I know exactly what we need. And I can take a quick glance at that recipe and go, okay, we have all this, but we need peppers. And that way it's it makes it so much faster once you start building this up. Another favorite option of mine is to run to Costco or Sam's, mainly because it's cheapest with some of their options, and grab the individual size snacks and food. So that way you have things that you can toss in a bag and go. Another thing that we can do is grab their pre-made meals, like a chicken salad from their kitchen. Break it up into separate containers so you always have lunch prepped. Grab an individual hummus or guacamole packages and a bag of chips or veggies or fruit, whatever you like, and break up those into Ziploc bags and keep them in your go bag for snacks. Because those prepackaged individual snacks can be so helpful when you're on the go, it's one less thing to worry about. Keep a cooler in your trunk to keep your food fresh and if you need to, and try different foods and new foods too. There's so many options. So To close out today, you don't have to be perfect with your food every single day. You know, we make hundreds of decisions about food every single day, and it just adds to the stress that we already have going on. So start simple and small. As you build these habits, you'll develop the tools and the options and the solutions and the plan so you can keep moving forward. You'll start to feel better. You'll see that difference in your digestion, in your sleep, in your mood, in your bank account because you're not running out to eat every other day. And it just makes it a lot easier. You can also go to my website, which is littleblackbagmedicine.com. I have meal plans on there. It's like eight bucks a month or super cheap. And there's many, many different types on there. So you can choose the one that fits for you. And what I love about it is that you can change the serving size on every meal and it will automatically print you out a grocery list of exactly what you need. So my breakfasts are just for me. So I make two servings so that way I have it for two days. And then dinners are for the four of us and lunches are two meals. So it just makes it so much easier, so much less work. And 
really helpful, time-saving, money-saving, energy-saving for our family. And as always, if you need personalized help, just let me know. Shoot me a message. You can schedule online on my website as well. And make sure to join that mindfulness group that we have going on and get all that information to help you get started. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Functional Wellness with Dr. Allison. If you would like personalized care and testing, you can schedule an initial consult online and get started with your wellness plan right away or message us on Facebook at Little Black Bag Medicine. Thanks for tuning in and see you next week.